Welcome to the Married Counselor Show, where we talk about love, marriage, family, and the business of life. I am Ron Lee. And I am Lexi Lee. We are married. To each other. And are marriage counselors by trade. Welcome to episode one, 2015. Woohoo! Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about... Communication. Yes, which is the well, number one thing that we see in the counseling field is probably couples coming in saying that they're having trouble communicating. Which we could spend hours it talking really about is. communication. Hours. But, but today in our 15 minutes. If we, you know, however long we go. <laughs> and we're shooting for 15 <laughs> we're minutes. We're shooting for 15. <laughs> we're going to talk about five ways, five steps to building each other up. So in the access to building each other up, what most couples actually do is probably break, break each other down. Yes. Because, you know, we pick on the ones we love. We do. We do. And who wants to sit in the driveway in your car dreading going inside because you know that once you walk in, nothing good's going to be said. You're not going to feel good about being there. Right. And so what happens is uh, you walk in and, and the kids haven't done what they've done. You've had a long day. Uh, and y'all start throwing jabs at each other immediately walking into the door. Jabs like, you know, uh, you never do anything right. You never take out the trash. Why are there? I do take out the trash. It's just on the side of the house collecting flies. <laughs> Why are there shoes all over the place? You always do whatever. You're not supposed to use the word always because that's just not true. Or never. Or never. You're right, you're right on that one too. So what happens is that when we say these things, when we, when we talk about these negatives, well, it just builds those negatives up within us. Yes. And so how, so the question is on the table is how do we not say negative things to our spouse when we're feeling it? That's a tough one. It is. And I think the first step is really recognizing that you're doing it, recognizing what your thoughts are. Are you feeding the negative in your thoughts or are you having positive thoughts about your spouse? There's a verse in Philippians, Philippians 4, 8, that talks about what we're to think about. It says, whatever is true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, and never get those in the right order. If anything <laughs> is excellent or praiseworthy, these are the things that we're to think about, right? So those are the things that we're to think about with our spouse, all those nice, admirable things instead of all the ways that they fall short. And people do fall short, and you know, we are full of, of problems. I mean, I heard one time someone say that, you know, marriage is basically uh, hanging out with someone for the next 20 years, looking the worst way possible in sweat, sweatpants and T-shirts. And that's not what this is about. It's not being able to uh, – it's about building each other up, always looking nice for each other, doing the right things for each other. And that starts with thinking positively about each other. Right. And so through that, we have to realize when we're going to fight, how we're going to fight, and having some ground rules to the fight. Now, one of the worst times, what, what's the number one time of the day you're going to fight? Dinner time. Dinner time. You come home. I'm, uh, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm feeling lonely. We haven't made any connections. You know, I'm mad at my boss because he got mad because I drank the last you know, drop of coffee and, you know, put the coffee pot in. So I got chewed out over that. And, so and I come home and I'm stressed because I got to figure out what to make for dinner and the kids are hungry and, you know, I'm, I'm tired. And then somebody walks in the door and they point out the negative things like, why isn't dinner ready? Or, um, why has the house, why is the house a mess? And, you know, all of these negative things. And those things just don't help. No. So I think what you're saying is that the, after you recognize and you're working on your thoughts, the next thing that you have to do is you have to um, 
determine what when's the best time to have this argument. Right, because you know when we come home from work, it's not the best time. Now you exactly. may have an you may have a topic that you want to talk about. You may be feeling a little stressed out and say, "Hey, we need to talk about this." You know, it may be something you might want to do. You know, after your morning coffee, it may be something you want to do. You know, after you put the kids in bed, because you don't really want to argue in front of the kids. That's so, not going to help. So, an issue is brought up, and you can schedule a time to discuss it. Is exactly, that, and then uh-huh. we also need to have rules. Yes. About. When yes. we get into a fight and how, and how we're supposed to handle a discussion. Well, and I think as part of that, um, sometimes when you are in the middle of the fight, you just feel overwhelmed and you've spent more than 15 minutes talking about this and you haven't gotten to a solution. And so at that point, you have to be able to say, hey, I need a timeout. Let's um, take a break. Let's come back to this, you know, after dinner never. or after we put the kids to bed. I don't think never's an option. Oh, we buried <laughs> it in the backyard and never talk about this ever again. That's what we want to do. We want to avoid the conflict, right? Yes. But then you don't get resolution. So setting up some rules that we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about it for this long. And if we need to take a time out and come back to it, we will say when we're going to come back to it. And then we follow through with that. I have to agree with you. So now, now the word. Can I now, get that in writing? Yeah, no, this you time just said not. I'm right. Not, not at this time whatsoever. So now we've we've discussed we've had when we're going to do it, and we know the topic that's on the table because now what we need to figure out is. Well, I think what you're trying to, where you're trying to go is that it it doesn't always fall exactly the way you plan it. But you still have the power to respond in the way that you choose to respond. So let's say that you're in a better place and your spouse comes in and they are just very negative. You don't have to feed that. I don't. You don't. I don't have to get my two points in? No. That conflict, that how that plays out is not determined by the person who initiates the conversation. It's by the person who responds. But, but, but... You can feed the negativity or you can, you know, put up a, a wall to where that negativity doesn't come in. Which is what we should do. We should realize and understand that it's easy to throw jabs. It's, it is. It's harder to love. Loving someone for 20 years, 10 years, 10 minutes sometimes when you're in a bad place, when you're fighting about, you know, the little things. Mm-hmm. That when you have to turn around and go, okay, what what's the point? What am I trying to accomplish here? And you're keeping your eye on the goal of what it is you're trying to accomplish within the argument. Exactly. And remembering what Proverbs 15.1 says, and that a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up, answer, stirs up anger. <laughs> answers, huh? Harsh <laughs> words stir up the wrong so. answer. Um, so making sure that you respond to the conflict in a gentle way without, you know, feeding the fire. And when we knock each other down, we're just putting fuel on that fire. Exactly. And so what we're trying to do is find a way not to feed the fire, but to have a resolution that both couples can come up with and go, this is something we're going to put in action. This is something we're going to work on. And realizing that it's baby steps. You're not always going to be able to figure something out 100% the first time, but it's about trying to find maybe one or two things that will help the compromise happen 
that you can put it into place. The good news is that, you know, in a marriage, you get lots of practice at dealing with conflict. Well, in a good marriage, yes, because in a good marriage, you're supposed to go long term. Yes. And, and if you're going long term, you will have plenty of time to revisit a topic. Trust me. <laughs> so we, we, we determine uh, that, that we have a conflict, what the conflict topic is, when we're going to discuss the topic, uh, how, the ground rules of uh, how we're going to speak to each other during the conflict. Exactly. Now, Making sure that we're feeding those positive thoughts about each other is... Now, is an important part of it as well. I'm sorry, I'm, inter I'm interrupting you. But it's all fine. It's all good. So one of those things we have to do is like during that conflict, how do we make sure that we're actually listening to each other? How do we make sure that the uh, conversation is a, what I guess would be a, a quid pro quo, a give and take? How we're working towards solution and not, again, just putting fuel on the fire? Yes. Okay. How do we do that? Well, I, I'm thinking first thing we do is we do the opposite of what we normally want to do. <laughs> Well, and, um, you know, there's a, a thing that happens in your brain. Your brain reads your body language, and, but your body language also says to your brain that there's anxiety going on or that you're under attack. And, you know, that part of our brain, that fight or flight mechanism, yeah. is not very smart. No. It really doesn't understand the difference between you're really under attack by a bear or your spouse didn't take out the trash. So you're kind of saying it's the animal part of our brain, the bear. <laughs> I kept trying. I was, I was reaching there. I know. So, you know. so we sit down instead of stand up. You know, when we're having a conflict, we're having a discussion. We don't stand around and pace because a lot of couples pace. And then when you start pacing and moving, you start arguing with each other. Because that's the opposite of what you would do if you were under attack by a bear. And you're trying to trick your body into, I'm not as upset as you're reading the signals to be, right? So you make your body language take on, you're faking it till you make it. You're making your body language take on um, a more calm atmosphere, right? So you're doing all those opposite things of what you would do if you're being attacked by a bear. If you're being attacked by a bear, you're not going to stop and take a deep breath. No. Right. No, so you don't play dead. You mean they, they say play dead, but all I got to do is make sure I outrun the other guy. That's right. So, <laughs> but if you're in the middle of the argument, if you stop and you take a deep breath, you're going to be able to think more clearly. You're going to fake it and being calm and calm your body down. What else can you do? Uh, you can mirror uh, what the other person is saying or what we would call paraphrasing in the counseling world, which is when my wife has a statement. Uh, she says something, and then I kind of paraphrase it back to her, allowing her to know that she's been heard. And by doing that, it's one of those, it's an exercise that you can use to allow someone to know that they've been heard. And once they feel like they've been heard, sometimes they can move on with finding a solution. Well, and sometimes the conflict is really because you just want to be heard and validated. Right. And it doesn't have to be that you find a solution. It may just be that we just want somebody to hear what we're saying and saying that it's OK that we feel that way. I agree. Now, the, the fifth thing you do is you really want to pray together. And, and I'm a firm believer of couples who pray together, stay together mm -hmm. when you're at when you're in bed at night. And do you know what prayers like prayers like calling your mama? It really is. For some guys, prayers like calling your mama. I never call my mom. And when I do call my mom, it's like, hey, mom, I, I called you. And mom's like, what do you want? What's wrong? Who died? 
And and that's the way we kind of approach God sometimes. It's you know like when we need something, when something's horribly gone wrong, and with our spouse, we don't want that to be the only time we pray with each other. We want okay. to be praying with each other because it's going to allow us to know each other better. It's going to allow us to know some of the stressors that we're feeling during our day. It's going to allow us to know, you know, where we're going in our life. And so that's that's what we have to do is we pray together to see if we can read each other better. Well, and for some people, praying out loud may feel uncomfortable. So you, but you have to find a way. You push through to make your family a better place, a happier place. So maybe you start with baby steps. Maybe you start with um, just at night having that time that you come together. It's just, you know, um, a quiet time together. Maybe you're just holding hands and you're praying silently together. Maybe that's your first step. Or um, if you feel more comfortable praying out loud, then maybe you take turns praying. But I agree with what you're saying that that prayer connects you spiritually so that um, when the conflicts come up, you already have that deeper connection. I agree. So let's just go over again the five steps that we want you to um, be able to use effectively so that you're building each other up. So the first thing, again, is just making sure that you're feeding the positive, right? Um, remembering that you're thinking about those admirable things about your spouse. You're remembering that timing of dealing with the conflict is important, right? And that you can take a time out. Remember that um, the course of the conflict is determined by the person who um, responds, not by the person who initiates the, the conflict. Help your spouse feel heard. Yes. By, by by having a different approach to the argument, allowing them to know that they've been heard and no one's just screaming over each other at all times. And then the last thing is praying together, building that spiritual connection with each other. So for more of the Married Counselors, you can find us at marriagecounselorsdfw.com, on iTunes under the Married Counselors Show, or follow us on Facebook under Lee Counseling Services. So this is Lexi. And Ron. And we're wishing you a, a happy, happy day. day.